Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll deal with just three verses in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 32 through 34. Mark chapter 10 has already been a very eventful chapter. Now in the middle, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the region of Judea and going back up to Jerusalem. This wasn't just another stop. The passage tells us that those following him were both amazed and afraid on this journey. They knew that for Jesus to be re-entering Jerusalem at this point in his ministry was to risk his life, for they knew the religious leaders of the day had long intended to kill him. So what might that mean for them as Jesus' closest followers? There was reason to be afraid, and Jesus' teaching in these verses probably didn't help relieve their amazement and fear, and likely added to their confusion. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen in Jerusalem that week, and he told them, but they still didn't grasp it all. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Son of Man Will Be Delivered. We get to come back to the Gospel of Mark this morning, where we are in chapter 10, which brings us uh, almost to the conclusion of a major section. Mark is an illustration that matches the other Gospels. If you look at Mark, you'll find ten chapters that deal with the first three and a half years of Jesus' life. And then there are six chapters that deal with the last week of his life. Well, guess what is the focal point of why he came? It has to do with him going to the cross. And that's going to be our focus this morning, even though we aren't yet to that final week. We're in Mark chapter 10, and today we're going to look at just three verses, 32 through 34. Jesus is about to go into Jerusalem for the last time. His appointment with the cross during the time of Passover is not far away. People are already beginning to head toward Jerusalem, as a matter of fact. Jesus has finished His massive ministry that occupied the largest mount of His uh, time on earth during that time. It was in the northern portion of Israel known as Galilee. Most of the miracles that you know of about Jesus, most of His teaching you know of, uh, other than uh, in those last few days of His life, occurred during the great Galilean ministry. But about a year before the cross, when the opposition had solidified against Jesus, and even though He had great popularity among the people, was being rejected more and more by the leaders who came out and said, He is satanic. About a year before the cross, therefore, he, he began to pull away from the crowds to focus his attention on training and preparing the disciples, the apostles, and those who worked with them because he was going to be away and they needed to be ready for the ministry they would have at that time. So to that end, he 
gradually took them farther and farther away and eventually got to a place called Caesarea Philippi, the farthest north point within Israel's boundaries. There, Peter and the rest of them proclaimed their solid understanding and commitment to the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That was closely followed by the transfiguration where Jesus took Peter, James, and John up onto the mountain. And remember, He was transfigured into his, uh, a preview of His glorious form. And, um, and uh, we had Moses and Elijah there with them. That was followed closely by um, a, a little time back in Galilee when Jesus brought them through there again. And this time he, uh, His teaching seemed to emphasize childlike faith and what genuine faith looks like. From there, uh, Jesus had taken them around on a little circular sort of a tour. And then He began a purposeful journey to the east into the region known as Perea on the east side of the Jordan River down in the, the desert. It is also often referred to as Decapolis. If you look at a Bible map, you'll find Perea and Decapolis, sometimes distinguished, sometimes not distinguished. Decapolis because there were ten cities there that were known by that name. And as we rejoin Mark's account today, Jesus is beginning the trek or has begun the trek leading His disciples and the group of faithful believers who went with them on the road up toward Jerusalem via Jericho. Now, you always say up to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the highest point around for a long way. And if you're down at the Dead Sea and they were just at one end of the Dead Sea, you're about uh, uh, 1,600 feet or 1,400 feet below sea level And when you get up to Jerusalem, you're 4,000 feet higher. So it's an uphill trek. It's very similar to if we organized a hike today and we left from here and walked to the lodge at Bogus Basin. That's about the same amount of climb and very close to the same amount of distance. So now you don't don't even need to go to Israel. We can just set up all the topography around here and, and take you on the same walks. Now, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this passage that is for us this morning. None of them pin down the exact place or the exact time. They just say that the group was about to go up to Jerusalem or on the road going up to Jerusalem. We're going to have another event that we'll see soon that happens in Jericho. So we know that came after this and that uh, so they hadn't yet crossed the, the Jordan River, but they were heading that way. Now, on this day, Jesus gives His third and final prediction of the events surrounding His death and resurrection. The disciples were not yet able to comprehend it, but it was still very important for Jesus to say it, if nothing else, for them to be able to review it later, but also it's recorded in Scripture for us to know, and we'll see what that means for us today. The text is short. It's straightforward. Uh, It isn't the words themselves that require very much work to understand. It's the fact that Jesus said them at all, showing yet again that He is God. He knew with great precision 
what was going to happen. And the way it's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke at this point makes a powerful statement to everyone who ever reads the record of Jesus' life. And you'll see why it's important for us. When you see what He did voluntarily to secure your salvation, this is going to reinforce your faith. If you haven't yet cried out to Jesus for salvation, I don't know of anything more likely to bring you to the point of surrendering to Him than what you'll see today that He was about to take on. The people traveling with Jesus were amazed at what they saw and heard and His willingness to go to Jerusalem where His life was in danger. I only have three verses for you, but I got a whopper of an outline, seven-point outline from three verses. Well, that's because we have just a description of the situation. They were amazed and fearful. And then six things that Jesus said were going to happen. We're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered. They will condemn Him. They will hand Him over. They will kill Him, and He will rise again. Not complicated, but powerful. So, they were amazed and fearful. We see that in chapter 10, verse 32, the beginning. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking on ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were fearful. Now, just try to grasp what was going on in the minds of those faithful believers who were walking with Jesus. Specifically, think back to John 11. I chose that for our Easter passage for two reasons. One is it fit right into that period of time when Jesus was in Perea. It's not in Mark, but uh, he left there and uh, made a quick trip up right next door to Jerusalem and back, and he raised Lazarus from the dead. So it it fit in the chronology of Jesus' life. But the other reason is that passage tells us a lot about the stage that was set for what we're going to see today and in the coming weeks. Jesus had gone quickly up there after Lazarus had died. Uh, He'd gone to Bethany, which is right around the backside of the Mount of Olives from Jerusalem, gotten into town, gotten out, and gone back. Now, after that, after that visit there and raising Lazarus, the Sanhedrin, the, the governing entity of the Jews, the the leaders of the Sadducees, the leader of the Pharisees, the scribes, the the chief priests, they were the ones that were that made as uh, many decisions as Rome would allow them to make to keep their own autonomy and their own religion. That Sanhedrin took the worst possible turn after Lazarus was raised. Now, they'd been planning to murder Jesus for about a year. It's hard to get much worse than that, but they solidified it then. You can't whitewash it. They, they sank to the depths of sinful rebellion against God, the one whom they should have been extolling, the one they claimed to represent, the people who most should have been embracing the Messiah, went the other way. We saw it in John eleven fifty three and 54. It says, so from that day on, the day that He raised Lazarus, they planned together to kill Him. Now, they've been working on it, but now it's solidified. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but 
went away from there to the country near the wilderness into a city called Ephraim. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.